MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Voice a little bit better than last night. The voice. A little bit better than last night. No days off. Got to make sure. Well, you're off tomorrow. Yeah, but, uh, until tomorrow. My, my, yeah. No days yeah, off. It was until a good tomorrow. streak, anyway. Yeah, it was very Ripken esque. Are you gonna fade off in September like he did all those no. years because oh, he was tired? Oh wow! I don't know what it is. I, well, the Jets will fade in September. I will still be strong, but the Jets will fade in September. Well, you'll be getting your second win but, come September. But, but wait a minute. Can't, if you start out zero and four, can you really say you faded? When you just you just stink right away. Well, you just you try hard. We faded in August. You tried hard for that first month. You just didn't meet with great success, and then you faded the rest of the season, looking to tank for the number one overall pick. That first day when we all reported to training camp, things were great, and then we faded. We with the optimism, everything it all faded away. Well, we were looking for leadership, and we looked around and said, "We don't have any veterans left." <laughs> 
Plenty of drama in the NBA. Yes, just putting the finals to bed a couple of days ago. Now all eyes will be on the Lakers tomorrow as Lonzo Ball will work out for a second time for the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a very big deal because now there's reports the Lakers are potentially going to try to trade the number two overall pick. They have both gotten phone calls on it. They have also made phone calls on it. Maybe they're not sold on Lonzo Ball. We also found out that Lonzo Ball and his people, uh, uh, that's his dad, will be talking to other teams in the lottery. Stay in your lane. Following tomorrow's workout. And I maintain this before we get to quickies and sex and arenas. There's no sex. If the Lakers were going to take Lonzo Ball, and this was all a smokescreen, this was all a big, we want LeVar Ball to straighten up and fly right and be quiet and not be a distraction like he has been, we wouldn't hear that Camp Ball is going to talk to other teams in the lottery. Because for the entire time, it's been Lonzo is only working out for the Lakers. Oh, yeah, it's Lakers or bust. That's been it. It's always been it. I think that was one of the instructions on the trading cards. Uh, I think I think there's all rings that have those that have those on them now. It says one ring to rule them all, and Lakers are bust, and I'm out. I mean, those are the those are the things. Wow, you got the Lord of the Rings in this early, <laughs> but Fair form. there's no way that they would be talking to other teams or open to it unless they were told, "Hey, we're probably going to move on," or where there's. You know what? The odds of us taking you right now, we like Lonzo. We're going to look at him again tomorrow, but we really like Josh Jackson. We really like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, we're telling you right now, you're in the mix, but it's not going to be where we're definitely going to take you. And there's no other reason why, because the only team LeVar Ball wants Lonzo Ball to play for is the Lakers. That's it. Well, this is part, the biggest piece of evidence yet. Yeah, well, part of it is, I think, in this vetting process, and certainly we've got a week, and we go through, and the word you'll hear, and if you got a nickel every time it's uttered over the next week, you'd be a very wealthy person. You could buy lots of the wet ZO2s. Mm. Would be smokescreen. I don't know. Smokes that, that, you know how many times you got to, if I got to have a nickel for every time smokescreen is said, that's 20 nickels in a dollar. So I need, that's 20, that's 20 right there. Yeah. Um, and then multiply that by 20 times 995. So we need just under... $20,000. I don't know that I'm going to hear smokescreen that many times in the next few days. I don't think that's 20000 All right, I, I would take the under on that. Oof. Well, you might have to put in a little bit of your money, but the, I'm talking about some free cash. It's like if I had, you know, $10 for every time I hit, then maybe I'll get to $995 okay. for the wet pair. Can I can I finish making the Sorry. point? Sorry, go ahead. Thanks. Go ahead, Just wet pair. The, the, <laughs> really, that's now becoming yeah. that's now your nickname. We're you're no, call longer, you. you're no longer Swollen Dome. You're a wet pair. Wet pair harm. Wet pair. Wet pair harm. That sounds so creepy <laughs> on so many levels. But the, the fact of the matter is this could also be part of the testing process as much as you can do psychologically and run all sorts of situations at Lonzo Ball on the court, work them out again, go through the processes, get them two or three hours into a workout, and then go through it however you're doing your your test of, you know, how does he hold up after – that much pressure, that much work, however you're going through those drills. You're also looking at how does Lonzo Ball, LeVar, LeVar Ball, you know how he's going to react to this all. But on the larger scale of, all right, it's not in concrete that we're taking you number two. And we're going to tell you, and we've shown by bringing all these guys in for multiple workouts, that we're at least really not uh, mailing this one in.
I guess, for, for better, for, for the best term I could put on it, that they're not saying, all right, well, it's Lonzo Ball, so we're not even going to bother, right? Because what do you need to do? You brought in Markel Fultz, but you've also worked out Josh Jackson twice. You've also talked to and worked out De'Aaron Fox. You've gone through a lot more of this process than you necessarily had to. Part of that might just be, you know, we have the availability. If one of them blows us away, great. But short-term could also be from the to play devil's advocate and kind of further the discussion, just saying, all right, let, let's test Lonzo's makeup in this process. As much as he can laugh away things at a footlocker commercial and have some fun poking at all the things his dad said and done through his various media appearances, that you want to test his medal along the way as well. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Uh, we'll have more on this story when the Ball Family Whisperer joins us coming up in a little bit less than 25 minutes from now. Is he an assistant uh, strength coach? or? Uh, no, no, no. Only, only, only LeVar Ball has the title. Only LeVar Ball has the title. Can you, have, can you be the assistant to the strength coordinator and assistant assistant regional manager assistant to the strength I'm assistant exactly. strength coordinator so again the ball family whisperer will be with us in 25 minutes for more on this story and how this could affect the NBA draft meanwhile today it was parade day in O Town as the Warriors celebrated their NBA title with a big parade and Draymond Green who had a horrendous finals but has an all-star mouth, drew most of the headlines today by wearing a T-shirt trolling LeBron James. Remember, it was LeBron James who last year, after the NBA Finals, kind of trolled the Warriors with a T-shirt. Well, Draymond Green... Well, he didn't, kind of. Well, he did. He did. He, he flat, did. He flat out did. He Come did. He, he, he did. Like everything with LeBron he James, he's going to say, I didn't mean it. Nah, yeah. That's not what I intended. He did. He did. He tried, ah, you had already a little bit. Ah, you insulted him a little I bit right there. A little bit right there. So Draymond Green wore a T-shirt today that had the word Quickie on it, making fun of Quicken Loans Arena, where the Warriors went into and helped go up three zips and beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Draymond explained why he wore that T-shirt to the parade today. Well, the Q, you know, that's what those guys are in this car. We got him out here quick. <laughs> with the trophy, Quickie. We actually got a made in Cleveland. How about that? No, I can't forget the, the Ultimate Warrior shirt last year from LeBron and, you know, the 3-1 Tombstone cookies and all of that. So, you know, I was waiting on this moment. So there it is, the Ultimate Warrior T-shirt, which is what LeBron James wore last year. And now you have the Quickie T-shirt. LeBron James, never finding a way to miss a response to this, Yay. put the picture up on Instagram yep. and wrote, speaking of assistant to the regional manager, said, that's what she said. <laughs> this now is a rivalry that I don't think anybody wants to end, but I have a new idea. You ready? This is a brand new idea. I can save the NBA. You ready for this? You're saving them from what? From financial ruin and disinterest of the average fan. I could save the NBA billions of dollars and still provide huge television revenue and relevance. Okay. You ready? Let's go. This is what you ready? You ready for this? Now this is this is very it's new, 
and I, I don't have all the details figured out of it, but just think about this. What if instead of the regular season next year, 82 game preseason, and then the three round of the playoffs, which is a playoff exercise. Yeah. The preamble to the finals. Yep. To the next Cavaliers Warriors installment of the NBA finals. Instead, we had this, we cancel the season that way. Players don't have to get paid. They won't get tired. No, no, they'll be they'll be well rested for next year. Owners won't have to worry about fans being disinterested because their team has no chance to win a championship. So they're not coming out. They're not watching on television, not doing any of these things. We cancel the regular season. All right? But here's what we do. In November, we have a seven game series between the Cavaliers and the Warriors. It's the NBA Finals. We cover it. It's the Finals. After Christmas, give the guys time to rest. Another best of seven series, Cavaliers and the Warriors. Teams can make moves in that time. Oh, you know what? Really need somebody. Kevin Love, sorry you're gone, and we're going to call out a mothballs. Carmelo Anthony, come on, you're going to come play with us. We play it in January. Wait another couple of months. Play another NBA Finals, Warriors and the Cavaliers. And then one more time. Wait a couple more months, and then right around now, another NBA Finals. If you wanted to, if you wanted to, you could even play seven sets of NBA Finals, and you could play the best of seven of the seven-game NBA Finals. So let's just say we start the first one in, in November, and the Warriors win. They're up one nothing. Then we play the next seven-game series. Say the Cavaliers win. Well, then it's 1-1. Then another seven-game series. The Warriors win. Then it's 2-1. And we play best of seven that way. More people would watch. Everybody would watch because it's the teams that everybody wants to see. The only two teams anybody cares about that can win the championship. We get to talk about LeBron and Rihanna and all these different crazy-ass things. And everybody wins. And all that money that teams had to pay out, everybody sits home and watches. And this is what we get. Everybody gets what they want. We get the Cavaliers and the Warriors seven times from November until June, and we play the best of seven, seven-game series. Boom. I've just reinvented sports. You're out of your mind. I just reinvented sports. You just blew up the economic model of all of this. That, that, maybe it needs to be blown up. No. I. Gordon they, Hayward's going to make $500 million. What the market will bear. <laughs> that's the way it works. If he's the only guy that actually goes through in free agency, and that's what we've been talking about the last couple of nights with all the rumor, conjecture, speculation, that when it's all said and done, given the amount of massive piles of cash that each guy can keep for staying with their current team, awful hard to see a lot of movement, especially when you know you're chasing the Warriors and the Cavaliers, respectively. But I do have to ask the question. How though, awesome is that idea? No, I, I think it's insane. <laughs> because the ratings and revenue hadn't fallen to where your sky is falling, sending up a flare like we were, we were watching Open Water, Open Water Two mm-hmm. earlier here in the Geico Studios. You know, you don't ha- you don't have that right now. You had a little dip, and you had huge ratings for the final. So yeah, anything you can do, maybe you change the way the schedules balance, or maybe we get one or two more regular season matchups between these teams. But just promise me that like we saw with the video with LeBron James, he remembers to paint his hair back on before he hit social media again. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. I'm saving the NBA. Meanwhile, 
Uh, just really quick, because I always want to bring up something I've never seen before. Uh, we've seen many police chases ah! on the air the last 15, 20 years that have become commonplace, and you watch police chases because you don't know how they're going to end. Sure. I've never seen what we've seen right now. Police chased a guy, and he is hiding behind a chimney on a roof. It's a good move. As police surround the house, he's hiding behind a chimney. I've never seen that. I've never seen a guy stand behind a chimney and try to hide from the police. Well, he's now sitting on the edge of the house looking like he's pondering the meaning of life. Yeah. I hope it doesn't end terribly. You got to come up and get me. But it not- looks like Mr. Met. Oh. <laughs> Why? Was he flipping people off? Was he, if he was flipping the he's cops flipping off, the it cops probably off. was. Yeah. It could be. All right. Who, Twitter and who how pays about for all of this is what I want to know. What? All the, these the chases. The they roof? go back and they take all their money after they're dumb and leading police chases. What are you talking about? What? Taking whose money? <laughs> I'll explain later. Coming up next, a story I've been waiting to talk about all day. And maybe I'm the guy very, will very excited no, about Tim, it. Tim, it's not you. And it's not this guy in the roof, unless he stays on the roof. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. We're live from the Geico Studios. And, uh, well, at least that police chase is over. They got the guy off the roof who tried to hide behind a chimney. He was, I love how he was, hey, you don't see me. You won't see me well, behind the chimney. Well, it's a good chimney. strategy for a minute me. or two when yeah, you forget about the but fact. There, but there's a, there's a helicopter. Yeah, you how forget do you about it. How down the chimney? Oh, because it's not, it's not Christmas time. You don't have to be Santa. No, I think you have to be. But then you start breathing in all that soot and stuff, and you're opening. I mean, now you sue the homeowner if you didn't get sick after being. Oh, I mean, there's a lot. If you trip on a telephone wire in his house on the way out, yeah. (laughs) Hey, when I was stealing this TV, I kind of tripped. You got to get that fixed on the porch right there. That loose step's got to kind of fight. Got to glue. We would have never engaged if you didn't try to break into my house. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Twitter at how about a fresca? It is the Jason Smith Show. So, uh, any other more? Any more other entertaining police chases? We will. Bring them your way. People responded very quickly to your NBA thoughts of best of seven. Of How awesome best idea. Of seven. No, How they're awesome all wondering if you have to pass a uh, a test. What? Like, like you're in the NFL. Like an Eric Thames test after it's a home yes. run. Yeah, here, they you meet you the at the home this? plate. Yes. No, no, that's, you, listen, you cancel the regular season because all we care about are the Warriors and the Cavaliers. Just the fact that Draymond's quickie shirt today got that much run at the Warriors parade with LeBron, you get rid of all the other teams, because let's face it, all the other teams, their fans were not going to be that excited because they have no chance to win the title. So how excited can you be about playing a season in which you're not going to win a title? No, you still get to play out your gambling. No, screw that. And you get to play out your fantasy basketball. You get to watch Giannis get after it. You watch the Knicks implode you watch the lakers and their next number two overall pick nah. there's lots of other nah, stories. all that stuff now nah, not, get, not get to mention let's, nobody's gonna let's call it what it is draymond and lebron became a story because we already had mcgregor yesterday you and i chopped up mcgregor May- mayweather we chopped up the jerry west to the clippers we, we did a lot of heavy lifting so today as you move forward it's more trying to figure out the financials of Floyd versus Connor and who Mm. gets paid what and who comes up with a better soundbite. And it became the parade because everybody loves a parade. Yeah, but everybody loves Draymond, LeBron, and these two teams. You get rid of the other 28 teams that don't matter. Teams and fans don't have to worry about spending 
crazy hours in front of the TV watching games that are just going to end in, well, my team's going to lose at some point because they're not good enough to win the title. And instead, we have seven seven-game series. I like my job. Between, what no, are but you doing? This would be the best thing for us. No. We talk. You're taking Charles Barkley off the air for weeks at a time. We have listen, forty listen, days and forty listen, nights. No, 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 no. Come on, forty have, games and forty nights. And have, you're killing it. Listen, we'll have some days off. We'll have no foot, days off. We'll have foot, we have both football seasons. We have the end of the baseball season. We start in November and we play with, you know, three weeks or a month off in between, and we play the best of seven. Seven game series between the Cavaliers and the Warriors. Every but how do I get to have a big argument over who the regular season MVP is? Well, we'll argue over different stuff. Who's the best player who didn't play this year? That will be our discussion. But you're forcing all I these guys out Mello. of the workplace. I could say Porzingis. You're taking food out Sorry. of the mouths of all these people that work at you, stadium. You, Look at what no, you're no, killing. No. You're killing the fabric of America. No. Is what you're doing. If you, Jason if, Smith. if you work for a place, it's going to close. You work for a place, it's going to close. And that's what it is. That's you're, all we need. You're a terrible human being. They weren't we going to close. You just decided willy-nilly. Uh, you know what? Ah, let's cut to the chase. Millions upon millions of people went to arenas this year. Millions more watched on television or through their mobile devices. Right. But you know what? Let's just shut it down. But next year, now they realize I'm not going to go next year. I'm not going to watch next year. And I've given people free time. What, what are they going to do with it? Maybe. Bad knows? things. Who knows? Bad things, Smith. Maybe they start their own. Idle hands are the devil's playthings. Wow. Have you not listened to the Gutter Twins album in its entirety? There he's going to be up on a roof. Good. There's going to be more guys on the roof. And it's your fault. Twitter and how about a fresca? My you, idea is awesome. You took away all their places to go. Their reason for being. Meanwhile, speaking of basketball, earlier today we find out Louisville could lose their 2013 NCAA title. And head coach Rick Pitino will be suspended for the first five ACC games next season for failing to monitor his program during an alleged sex-for-pay scandal. This was announced today by the Division I Committee on Infractions. Louisville is going to appeal. This all goes back to the story from a couple of years ago where one rogue individual (laughs) in Rick Pitino's program decided to employ strippers to come to Billy Minardi Hall, where family the of strippers, live. family, sorry, of a strippers. family of strippers, yeah. to come to Billy Minardi Hall and perform for the players. There might be more of that if there's not basketball to go watch. Uh, strippers are people too. What, what, well, that's true. Okay, all right. Andre McGee, who was the coach that was at the center of this, and there's no one doubting that he was at the center of this story, uh, is the guy who organized all these quote parties. And if you read some of the allegations there really awful a lot of them involve sex that took place between the strippers and the recruits and and some of the recruits felt weird about it and they were still kind of put no 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 go and have fun with the with the strippers and the dancers it's an awful story it's rick patino's program so he gets the five game suspension i get that you're angry but today was just another chance for rick patino to play the role he loves to play the most the martyr. You know, for 35 some odd years, I've had a lot of faith in the NCAA, in the belief in their rules. I feel not like everybody here, not only is it unjust, unfair, over the top severe, but I've lost, personally, I've lost a lot of faith in the NCAA. This is over the top. It's, it's to the point where it's not even conceivable what I just read. We have to just put all our trust and faith uh, that this is, um, that the appeals will, will do the right things in arguing our case, because we presented a very strong case. 
He makes the NCAA look good with that argument. There is nobody who likes to play the victim more than Rick Pitino. All right? Jim Beheim in Syracuse, it was cheating on papers, and it was a couple of minor drug offenses, and Beheim got 13 games that got cut down. Syracuse lost a ton of scholarships. This is prostitution on campus, and Rick Pitino gets five games, and it's all, this is awful, this is terrible. Now, if they wind up losing the national championship, that becomes a bigger deal, but right now, this is what it is. And Rick Pitino is, I love when he plays the, I'm just the basketball coach. I mean, you might. I'm I'm only the basketball. You're the most powerful guy on the Louisville campus. And the most ironic thing is that he's so upset about this. I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. The charge is failure to monitor. The exact reason that he says, I didn't know about this, is why he's getting suspended. Because he failed to monitor his program. So when he says, I didn't know, I didn't know, the NCAA is going, yeah, that's kind of why you're getting this. Yeah, but I didn't know. No, Rick. That's why you're getting the suspension. He loves every time, every time something comes up that he is at the center at, whether it's a scandal of some kind, he always does things to invoke sympathy towards him. How many times during this scandal when he was asked about what happened, he would say, well, you know, this would happen to Billy Minardi Hall, which was named for my brother-in-law who died in 9-11. That's an absolutely tragic story. And he's using that as, I'm going to prop this up to gain sympathy because I want people to realize this is what Billy Minardi Hall is, is named for. So just because the fact there was prostitution going on there, oh, we really shouldn't talk about this. When he went through the whole Karen Cipher situation, the affair he had with the woman a few years ago that was an awful scenes from an Italian on the, restaurant on the Louisville program. It was it was awful. I vividly remember when he walked out of his house one day when there was a big breaking part of the story and there were people waiting on his lawn, and he said, you know, I can't believe on the day Ted Kennedy died, you're here asking me about this scandal. Like, oh, oh, Ted Kennedy, oh, you're right. Hey, let's pack up and go home because Ted Kennedy died today. I mean, really, he wants to use anything else to shield him from this. I get you're upset. I get it. I was upset when Bayheim got suspended. He was upset. The penalty doesn't fit the crime. I get it. But don't play the, oh, I'm completely innocent. I'm a, I don't know anything. I'm only the basketball coach. That's embarrassing. This made the rounds a little bit in terms of the largesse of how they broke this down in each of its component part. Quote, the institution agreed that the violations are level one violations in the aggregate per bylaw 19.1.1. However, it submitted that each individual violation was only level three. It made this argument based solely on the assigned monetary value of the striptease dances and sex acts. So that's how they tried to argue down yeah. the severity yeah. of saying, well, I mean, individually, those don't add up to much. I mean, you can go down the street. That's embarrassing. Right? I mean, just, But that's Patino. That's, that's who Patino. Oh, and you wonder why I always say I like when Patino loses. I love seeing him lose. It's because of stuff like this. Oh, no, I didn't do it. Now everybody's worried about their precious banner. Twitter and how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harbin, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, the Ball Family Whisperer and everything that entails tomorrow's workout. Fox Sports Radio. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Well, with Rick Pitino in our rearview mirror now, we move ahead to what is happening on Friday, where the balls take center stage again. Lonzo Ball will work out for the Lakers for the second time. LeVar Ball will be allowed to be at this workout since he's Lonzo's strength and conditioning 
wet autograph selling member of his entourage now. So he will be there. The Lakers his will work entourage. Him out. Yeah, he's leading his entourage. Wow, you've really just diminished him in every which way. Joining us now on the hotline to talk more about this story, because oh by the way, Lakers are also floating out the idea they could part with the number two overall pick. They may not be sold on Lonzo Ball, Fox Sports draft expert and Ball family whisperer, Aaron Torres. Aaron, what's happening? I prefer, uh, I was telling you guys, producer, I prefer ball family correspondent. I am uh, on the scene right now in Chino Hills. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're a trip, huh? I mean, this is fun. I mean, I'm enjoying this draft process. I don't know if the kids that are actually going through it, I actually had some time with Aaron Fox today, and he said he's about ready to be done with this whole process. But for a guy like me, I, I love every minute of it. I love every rumor. I love every kind of innuendo, and I appreciate you guys having me, as always. All right, I will say this. If you want to be Ball Family Correspondent, when you come on, you need a um, the wub, 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 wub of a helicopter behind you. That that lends oh. that lends credo to the all correspondent, like, you know, you've landed <laughs> in a in a you know a zone of activity somewhere. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if I'm just wearing my big baller uh, shirt and sandals, <laughs> I... I I have to save up for the shoes, but if I if I if I'm wearing everything else, does that count or is that does that not count? Wait, you have a pair of sandals? No, I actually don't. Oh. But come on, I was trying to set the scene here no, for the <laughs> listeners. Wearing his two hundred dollars sliders, that means he's he's raking it in. <laughs> Insider. It's the only way to get in. See, you're right, not a big we got to be a big baller. That's right. All right, let, let, let's start here with Lonzo Ball. Amid these stories the last couple of days that maybe the Lakers aren't as sold on Ball, they want to get a real good look at his work ethic. He came in out of shape to the first workout. Is is this a smokescreen, or are they really concerned about him and they could go someplace else in the draft? Uh, I think it's mostly a smokescreen. Um, you know, look, I, I think that a couple things. One, I don't buy that Lonzo was out of shape. I just don't buy it because here's the thing, and this is the thing that nobody's really talking about is, well, I don't even want to say that nobody's talking about it. And and I do say this kind of tongue in cheek is, you know, your guys correspondent is, you know, I do know that family. And, you know, the thing I will say about LeVar and the people around Lonzo, they are very smart. LeVar is a very bright guy. He's a very smart guy. They're not training Lonzo to be the most impressive guy in a, you know, in a combine setting. If, to them, it's not about how much can you bench press, how good is your, you know, uh, you know, your vertical leap. Obviously, some of that stuff is important on the NBA court, but the most important thing is being ready to go and play, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 48 minutes at an insanely high level. And so, I, one, I've never bought that he was, quote-unquote, out of shape, but I do think when you compare him to Dennis Smith, who, oh, by the way, had a 48-inch vertical leap, which I didn't even know was possible – you know, or a, you know, De'Aaron Fox or a Josh Jackson. Yeah, he can look, quote-unquote, out of shape. But I, I've never bought that for a second. You know, the second thing as far as whether it's a broader smoke screen or not, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to remember one key variable with the Lakers here, and that's that they don't have the number one overall pick. They don't get to decide who they draft. They, I mean, in very likelihood, they will pick the guy that they want, but there is the very small possibility that whether Lonzo Ball is the guy they prefer or Markel Fultz or Josh Jackson or De'Aaron Fox or whoever it is, there's at least the possibility that that 
gentleman, that young man might not be there. And so because of it, I think they're doing their homework. I think they're bringing these guys in. I think they have to feel, I think they feel like we have to be comfortable with a Josh Jackson or a De'Aaron Fox or a Markel Fultz on the possibility that the guy that we want, which I do believe is Lonzo Ball, uh, is not available. So I think all of this is, it's great for guys like you and I that talk about this, you know, all three of us that talk about this and, and live it day to day, minute to minute. But, you know, I I think it is mostly much ado about nothing. But, again, I think they just have to prepare for the possibility that Lonzo might not be there. Well, as we circle around it, the Boston Celtics sitting at number one, Markel Fultz in for his workout here, very candid about his defense, saying, well, I wouldn't call myself terrible, but, and that's obviously what we've all circled, right, in terms of the evaluation process. Possible that Jackson becomes that number one guy? I mean, look, here's my thing is that I've said since the day that the lottery, you know, kind of the the ping pong balls bounced the way they did, I've never believed that Markel Fultz is a lock at number one for the simple fact that that they can, like they being the Celtics, can use help on the wing, you know. And obviously I've been on this show a few times now and we've talked a lot about Jason Tatum as far as kind of his scoring ability – but, you know, there's a very real possibility that they see Josh Jackson as a, as a kind of difference-making two-way player. Um, you know, I, I think he is the most complete player in this draft. He's certainly the most advanced defensively. And, you know, it's funny you guys talk about Markel Fultz and, you know, what he does on the defensive end of the court. That's the same knock on Lonzo. That's the same knock on Jason Tatum. So it's very much a, something that's common with these 19-year-old kids. And we are, keep in mind, drafting kids, uh, you know, at this point in the process. Uh, because these guys are so young, but but yeah, like it would like like I guess what I'm trying to say is it wouldn't stun me on draft night if the late if the Celtics at number one overall decided you know what we feel comfortable with our backcourt we need help on the wing. Uh, my hunch would be that it would be Josh Jackson, but even Jason Tatum I think would be in, in play as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Taurus. That's at Aaron underscore Taurus. He covers college football, college hoops, NBA at Fox Sports, and ball family correspondent. Aaron, appreciate yes. the time. Uh, enjoy the workout tomorrow. And if you do get a pair of sliders, let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys will be the first ones to know. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, right. Aaron. Great stuff there from Aaron Torres. Look, I really feel that the very big deal of the news today, all this stuff about the workouts with Lonzo and is he going to you know, he's, he's going to talk to other teams and all these different things. He wouldn't be talking to other teams if he thought the Lakers were going to take him because that's what it's been. It's been Lakers or bust. And the fact that the story says uh, the sources come out today that he will talk to other teams following his second workout with the Lakers tomorrow tells me the Lakers have told him and said, listen, you probably aren't going to be the guy. I mean, you're in the mix, but we like these other guys and we want to see some more from you, all these different things. Because for the fact that he would say, I'll talk to other teams, that's now, okay, the possibility is there that I might not be a Laker. So I have to go talk to other He wouldn't do that unless he absolutely had to. Sometimes you got to get that reality check and go through the process as you go. All right, okay, this is a 30-second commercial. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. But please, stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, the oddest story of the day without a doubt. Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news, great news. You want to save money? Go to Geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. That is a way to save some dough. Day one of the U.S. Open, and Ricky Fowler is your leader. Phil Mickelson didn't show up. Nope. Wanted to go to his daughter's graduation from high school. Bad move. Uh, Technology and stuff allows you to do that. Really quick, Ricky Fowler with the lead. We'll get to the blimp story in a second. It just doesn't sound to me like Phil Mickelson wanted to play in the U.S. Open. This is one of those stories where, look, my hands are tied. No, we can move around some things for you, Phil, and and play. And, you know, maybe the school, it's a private school that I'm sure for Phil Mickelson they would move the graduation. No, no, no. It just sounds like Phil didn't want to play. Jack Nicholas talked about how, you know, with the right conversations Uh, and – Inducements, really, things could get changed up. You if know? he really wanted to play, he could have played. They didn't just pop this up on the schedule. No, nor did the yeah. graduation randomly. Oh, no. there it is. Hey, next week they're graduating. Get all the grandparents and everybody out of plane. If, no. if he, if, this is not a case of oh, the school could have helped him out. Golf could help him out. No, Phil right away was yeah, I'm going, and that's it. I mean, Phil Phil Mickelson knows he's a powerful guy. And this is not a, you know, it's not a public school. Like, listen, this is the day we graduate and we're graduating, you know. Even if it is, you give enough cash or however you get through into the district, there's going to be accommodation. For some reason, he didn't want to play. And I don't know why, like, I don't know what it is, but this is one of those, because this happens to me, and, and, and we've all done this, where there's something that we are going to do in your life, whether you're going somewhere, you're going to a party, you're going... You really don't feel like going, and there's a a built-in excuse that could allow you to miss it. So you go, oh, yeah, I can't go because of that. Meanwhile, it's something you could easily get around, but you don't really feel like going. For every reason, you don't want to make the effort. You don't want to drive all the way to the party. You go, oh, I can't go. I can't go. So you don't go. That's what this is. There are ways around it, and he could have gone, but he's not. I'm telling you, he didn't want, for some reason, he didn't want to play. Even with just technology and stuff, you could Mm -hmm. dial in. You could dial in. Get get. I know his daughter was going to give a speech. You've only got so many more shots for your U.S. Open. That's the thing missing from his career. I'm not saying miss your daughter's graduation. I'm saying you oh, could have both. I am. <gasps> if, really? if necessary. Really? You call, you call your daughters right now. You call your daughters right now and say, if dad misses your high school graduation because I have to do a radio show with Mr. Jason, would they be okay? Sure. Would they be okay? Call them right now. Are they sleeping? Are they a little, little bit different? Is, El- is Eleanor and... sleeping? Is she sleeping or no? No, she's watching. she's awake. She's she's listening to music and telling everybody to beat it. You you call her right now and say when you graduate, or not make it something even closer. Make it fifth grade. Fifth grade's done. She did fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. She's finishing sixth. Oh. How long have I known you? Yeah. No, I forgot. I thought she was. I thought she was finishing fifth no, grade. It's a okay. Fun. So middle school graduation. My point is that there's techno- technology and stuff oh, to I where do you a can show with get Mr. This. Jason. Dad. Oh, look at that. Put a cardboard cutout of Phil in the front row. Call Maddie. 
Call Matt. Matt, can I miss your you think, fifth you grade think graduation? Matt, you think Maddie would care? Oh, yeah, she would. You say, know my daughter. She, she would say, "Dad, no, you can stay home." Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> you know my daughter. Don't even try that. Don't even try that. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Meanwhile, all the headlines today were about the blimp crash. A commercial blimp plunges out of the sky, crashes, and bursts into flames late Thursday morning about a mile from the U.S. Open at Erin Hills in Wisconsin. Luckily for the pilot, he was pulled from the wreckage. He parachuted out, got pulled from the wreckage before the blimp exploded. Fox Sports 1 had incredible video of this, with the U.S. Open being on Fox this year, had incredible video of this, and it was shocking. You know, when, when this story first broke, I'm like, wow, and then I see everybody's got it on camera but phones. But I saw and, a couple of quick tweets about it. everywhere. And it just seemed like one-off bad jokes that a blimp has crashed. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, like, made no, out, of, out of the blue in the midst of everything crashed. else going on. And then all of a sudden the video started showing from different points on the course near the near the tee boxes, near the, the driving range. All, like, oh, this is evidently really a thing. <laughs> now, <laughs> reportedly the pilot suffered severe burns, but... Is going to be okay. He'll be okay. Taken yeah. to the hospital by helicopter. What do you got, Golden Headphones? At first, when I saw the parachute and the guy coming down, I thought mm. it was Phil Nicholson at first. Oh, oh he decided I thought he was making an entrance. Wow. Say, wait a minute. I know and I officially withdrew, really but I'm bad. back. Wow, you're going to hell. Oh, my God. You're so... You're going to have flames coming out of your fingers. <laughs> he's already told you. He's had a timeshare for a long time. But I couldn't get over how... I mean, it's a blip. How slow it was. Going to like you see the video like wow that's really slow as it's getting to the ground. Well, where was Harrison Ford? Oh, I? you know what? I gotta look that up. I I, I gotta find that. Was Hang he on. in Wisconsin? Uh, I I I I don't. You think Harrison Ford goes to Wisconsin? Yeah, he, they took his plane license away and gave him a blimp one. I don't know. He hangs out in Wyoming and other places. Why wouldn't he go to Wisconsin? Maybe he was hanging out with Phil Jackson somewhere in Montana. Oh, nice. Oh, coming up next, a story. That Mike Harmon, ask me your question. Is it Batman? Yes, it's about Batman. Wait, what? Fox. Hour two of the program, Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. That means, should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, before we get back into a big story out of the NBA, you always ask me, Mike Harmon, you say... When I ask you a question, you go, you know what's coming up next? And you always ask me, what? Is it Batman? And is it ever Batman? No, it should be. But it's never Batman. But it never has been, no. I would say, you know who hit a home run tonight and hit a walk-off tonight? Is it Batman? No, it's not Batman. I either that or, ask that or whether it's Tebow. Yeah, or okay. Because okay. if I can hear All the right, crack sure. of the bat yeah. and a big hit for Tebow, that's exciting. But mainly... You ask me if it's Batman. No, I'm obsessed with Batman. And, There's no question about and, and it never is Batman because, you know, it just doesn't happen. But now we have maybe the coolest story of the week. And you can ask me your question. Does it concern the Cape Crusader? Is it, in fact, Batman? It is Batman. City Hall in Los Angeles tonight. There are thousands of people in downtown Los Angeles right now because currently, the bat signal is being shown in the sky in honor of Adam West, 
who died a couple of days ago at the age of 88. The Batmobile is parked outside the Adam West Tribute at City Hall. It's got a bat fire extinguisher and a dash bat phone. It's got everything. And right now, they are lighting the bat signal for Batman one final time. Michael Michael Keaton's not going to get it. No. George Clooney sure as hell isn't going to get it. My Why? Daddy, it's not his fault. He almost killed the franchise. It's George not his Clooney. fault. He almost killed Blame the franchise. Blame Schumacher. How is it? No. No, no, no. Clooney he almost, directed that piece of trash. See, but here's the thing. You had Alicia Silverstone and Uma Thurman who were both awesome, and you still had a band. No, movie. the script stunk. The script was pretty bad. It was, it was pretty awful. bad. He didn't know what he wanted to do with it. Uh, but Christian Bale's not getting yeah, this. Yeah, you even but had Bane Adam in there. West. Is getting this legend Adam fact, West? The the photo I just retweeted at Swollen Dome, just showing the throng uh, assembled ahead of City Hall, just absolutely amazing. There's more here than more for the the inauguration in Washington. People, I got to see the bat signal go up one Might more be time. More people there than we're at the parade. You know, whenever <laughs> we start talking about hundreds of thousands of people at championship parade, this is this is amazing. And you know, for a guy like Adam West, who not only was Batman, but also starred in. Softcore late night Cinemax movies like Young Lady Chatterley 2. And I say this because I saw this movie back when it came out well, in the 80s. Some people say everything they needed to learn they got out of kindergarten. You said uh, it's all off yeah. of the tongue of I, Adam West. I got my. Wow. Really? Wow. That was very suggestive out of you. Uh, as I a, thought I brilliantly turned a phrase there no. myself. As a kid, I mean, you know, you get all your, I got all my superhero love out of Batman because it was the only superhero show that was on TV when I was a kid was Adam West, Batman. And so I had that. And then in high school, I'll tell you how I saw it. We had free cable. My uncle found a way uh-huh. to, to get us free cable. It just, it was, it's New York. It happens all the time. And so when you get free cable, it means you get all the pay channels. It was when they would have the, the same movies on pay-per-view. It was like... It's starting at midnight, then a movie at two, then the movie's on again at four, then at six, and, and the movies would change like every couple of weeks. So I can't tell you how many times I watched The Prince of Tides because it was on like every two and a half hours. But late at night, they would have adult films. And one of the movies was Young Lady Chatterley 2. And I wasn't going to watch it, but it said starring Adam West. And I'm like, no, that's not really Adam West. And it was Adam West. Skinamax doesn't kick in with the really <laughs> dirty stuff till about three anyway. And he was in it. And from what I remember, he was never in any scenes. He was like he was like a uh, oblivious. I think he was a bee scientist or a bird scientist or something. Where Professor he, Arthur Bohard he, Jr. Yeah, he's on this island and he's he's very much trying to get whatever specimens he's investigating. Like, and, and it's, that it's, just it's like, sounds creepy. No, no, no. And it's like birds or bees or something like. And I don't mean uh, T.J. Birds and the bees. No, I, I don't mean that. Oh, I could do a really good Berman voice. Um, TJ. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean he and the whole movie. He's got people accompanying him, and I think Young Lady Chatterley is one of them, and all these people. And so it's all the other people who have sex. He's like oblivious to it, and like you know, it's like the like Young Lady Chatterley and a guy want to hook up in a room, and he's there like looking at the bees through his magnifying glass, and it's oh. I think I have that other B slide in this other room, and he leaves, and then there's a sex scene. No, but so that, I don't think he actually was involved in any of the sex. But I think there were a lot of the the top actors that that's where things happen to occur, where they get their pages of the script, and they say, oh, "Okay, cool, I'm in," and then 
it was part of a much larger film, right? Early Helen Mirren. You go back to Peter O'Toole. I'm very, very excited Uh, about it. Oh, if Team Tebow ever did an adult film, I don't know. Would that be... Would that be the best thing for his reputation or the worst thing? It would go off the charts. I mean, for Adam West also appeared in uh, The Happy Hooker Goes Hollywood. So, I mean, you know. He, he did a couple he, of them. Yeah, he was well, in a lot in the, of westerns in the on. In the late 80s, who else is putting Adam West well, in Well, and then he was on Murder, she wrote. I mean, But he, after he was Batman, he, he didn't do anything else. It worked out for Kim Kardashian. No, see, if Adam West it's built around, an empire. Can you imagine if you could be now, you could be Batman and an adult film actor? Especially with all the stuff that came out that he and Burt Ward used to partake oh, in. Oh, boy. Hanging out with Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Yeah. He was, think about he was doing that giggle as the Riddler when, you know, a bunch of adults are getting together, a bunch of consenting adults to um, make merriment. But uh, aren't you Batman already if you're an adult star? Oh, I think so. I mean, maybe you are officially Batman. I think you're right. But that's a big double to pull off. Batman, like his card would say Adam West, Batman slash adult films. Do you able to pull that off? Makes exotic oh, pictures. That's man. a good thing. That's, yeah. hey, I'll tell you what. Hats off to Adam West one last Imagine. time. And again, the crowd downtown, it's like it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cultural event. It's iconic. And, and Mayor Eric Garcetti just said, yeah, I'm going to light the bat signal. Wow. They suddenly it's like he stumbled onto the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it actually looks like it's straight out of Gotham from the films or the old yeah. school Gotham City from it, the sixties. It looks awesome. Like, do you, do you think like uh, Tiger Woods is going to rappel down out dressed as Batman, going, "It's me, and I'm feeling better"? You think it'd be Tiger? Well, why do you got to do that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Why do you got to take it down? It's a U.S. The Open. Deep, dark path. No, it's U.S. Open. Why? Oh well. No. Hey, could there be a worse? Or no, could there be a better Batman than Tiger Woods? He's a guy with his demons who's talented. He's got a lot of money. Batman. Might not be a billionaire, but he's got a lot. Yeah, he probably yeah. showed up at City Hall in Hollywood, Florida, uh, thinking it was Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> I drove. That's why I'm driving all the way here. I got to go to get there for the Batman thing because I'm dressing up as Batman. That's me. This, yeah, this looks incredible. Downtown L.A. right now. Batman, the bat signal, lit over Los Angeles in honor of Adam West. Although, if you're really going to be realistic in L.A., the guy who's going to be dressed as Batman as he comes down is going to be LeVar Ball. Now, that would be good. Like, he comes down as Batman, and he's throwing big baller shoes at everybody, but they don't get to keep him. They all have, like, chips in him. He goes, if you take him, you got to give me $495. Wait, so it's not a Batarang. He's selling paper versions <gasps> Instead of the bat, of shoe. the bat boomerang, it's the shoe, and you throw the shoe, and it comes back to you. Because oh, he doesn't even sell better, them. Right. He puts them out there for you to look at. Oh. But then it returns to him without a sale. So it's back in his hand. So after when LeVar Ball leaves, you go to the website, you go to bigballerbrand.com, and you buy a pair. And you go, oh, I want the boomerang pair. And that's like, you know, like $7,000. What would be on LeVar Ball's utility belt? Eight seven seven ninety nine on five. <laughs> there would be There would be chicken. There would be, uh, um, what, what, what else? He was making some night? grits and, and grits eggs. and eggs. Uh, wet pairs of shoes and maybe a pair of sliders. Yeah, you uh-huh. just have a barbecue set on his tool belt instead of like electrical tools. <laughs> he, just, he pulls out. He's got a spatula instead of a screwdriver. <laughs> wow. But yeah, there's more people here at City Hall right now watching this bat signal than there were at the Golden State Warrior Parade today. Oh, and there there was what like six hundred thousand people. At the parade today? Well, locally, they were trying to claim yeah. a million, buddy. Yeah. No, well, and, no they tried to claim 1.5. Oh, you know. Estimations. Yeah. And 
Draymond Green, LeBron James get into it again today at the parade. Uh, this time it was Draymond Green trolling LeBron James. It was last mm-hmm. year. LeBron James wore the Ultimate Warrior T-shirt to troll the Warriors at the Cavaliers Championship Parade. This year, Draymond Green decides he's going to return the favor by wearing a T-shirt that said Quickie on it, in reference to Quicken Loans Arena, where they went and beat the Cavaliers and went on to win the NBA championship. LeBron James saw that, went on Instagram and put out, that's what she said, to the picture of Draymond Green wearing the Quickie T-shirt. Draymond at the parade today went on to explain just why he was trolling LeBron and the Cavaliers the way he did. Well, the Q, you know, that's what those guys' arenas call. We got him out here quick. <laughs> with the trophy, quickie. We actually got him made in Cleveland. How about that? No, I can't forget the, the Ultimate Warrior shirt last year from LeBron and, you know, the 3-1 tombstone cookies and all of that. So, you know, I was waiting on this moment. I, I want you to think about my idea one more time. All right. My, All right, my, my big idea tonight. You're you're an idea man, that is for sure. The NBA season, I think we're all agreed, is going to be a boring one next season because there's not enough big-time free agents that are going to tilt the balance of power one way or another. We're going to get the Warriors and the Cavaliers again in the NBA Finals. Instead of having the regular season, it would be more interesting, and television ratings would go crazy if you let the other 28 teams sit at home. Owners wouldn't have to pay their salaries. Fans wouldn't have to spend money no, on those, tickets. No, those contracts are guaranteed. Owners wouldn't so have to So they're still going to have to pay a bunch of nope, that money. Nope, sorry. You know, we don't have a season because there's a lack of interest because the Warriors and the Cavaliers are too good. So you have to sit home and wait until people care about other teams besides the Warriors and the Cavaliers again. I'm sorry, but that's how it goes. Because I'm not going to fill half-empty arenas, uh, worry about half-empty arenas next year and people not buying stuff because they're going to say, My team's not winning the title. What the hell do I care? Instead, starting in November, we have seven best-of-seven series between the Cavaliers and the Warriors. We play best-of-seven, and whoever wins the first best-of-seven, let's say the Warriors sweep, they lead the series one to nothing. And teams can make changes after if they want. They can say, you know what? We don't like Kevin Love. Uh, Carmelo, come play. And Carmelo gets to go play. Okay. But Kevin Love then becomes a member of the Knicks. So when we start playing basketball again, he will be on the Knicks. No, you got a lot of people that will then have many, many hours of idle time. You've got a lot of arenas that will sit empty, and people will not have these jobs to support their families, and chaos will ensue. You are going to be responsible for the downfall of America. No, no, no. We idle can... hands are okay. the devil's right. playthings. What about Smith? this? What about this? What if we still allowed those teams to play? We just we weren't on TV, and we didn't count no, the standings. No, no, no. We still have to have them in, in arenas. People are still going. No. Millions of people are still going through turnstiles. And what do you think? All of a sudden, there was some great awakening. This has been happening forever. Right, but now it's... You, you it's, honestly think this is suddenly a, a no. light switch went on and said, you know what? Man, I've been spending money on the Bucks for 25 years. You're 26. Not going to happen. But no, well, there's going to be people that are going to, you're going to see ratings erode a little bit because these are the only two teams that matter. So if we have seven best of seven series and then a lot of the other time is spent with the teams jawing at each other and we take time away because we got the football season and we, now, we now have March Madness, we have all these different things. We play seven best of seven series and whoever wins the first team to four series wins, wins. The title. Now, if you tell me everybody else is engaging in a made-for-TV spectacle, 
akin to Battle of the Network Stars, which is coming back, and things. Ronda that Rousey is, is going to be. In yeah, there's a, she was training on the big hill in Malibu. They mm. were showing her on the the sand. Uh, lots of our stars of yesteryear coming back. Uh, I think Willie Ames is actually part of the mix. As Scott well. Bayo too? Probably. Oh, nice. Yeah, no question. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is we still need programming, and we still need somewhere for Charles Barkley to opine. You'll we'll still get Barkley. You, you'll guys. get Barkley all during the finals. No, but if I'm only getting fi- him 49 times over a long period. We play, in, we play in November, and then you know we play the series in November. We get done like the third week of November. Then we play again Christmas. Then we play again Right after the Super Bowl, that's the third one. Then we play one in March, that's four. Then we play one in April, that's five. Then one in May, and then one in June. That's best of seven. There you go. We still have plenty of time to play the games and get people talking about it after. It's an awesome idea. 20 million people will watch the NBA Finals every single night because it's these two teams playing. It's LeBron, it's KD, it's Steph, it's Clay, it's everybody. That wins, Mike Harmon. It wins the day. You're out of your mind. Twitter and I'm out of Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason. Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, a crazy story that involves the NBA and something else that you're not going to believe, Fox. Jason Smith Show coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I am just watching. It's being live streamed on Facebook right now. We'll get to a story that involves the NBA and something crazy in a second, but... As we told you, top of the hour here in L.A., downtown Los Angeles, they lit the bat signal in honor of Adam West, who died the other day at the age of 88, spent some time talking about Adam West's career as Batman and in some adult films. Well, places that you learned a lot about life. I learned about my, you know, my my geeky love for superheroes and and loving girls, although... Or, Or as Alan Jackson once sang, a little about living and a lot about love. I mean, come on. Although, I got to say, even though Adam West did adult films, the first time I saw Julie Newmar dressed as Catwoman, I knew I like girls, and I like girls a lot. Julie Newmar is at this Adam West tribute in downtown L.A. They shine the bat light, the, the uh, bat signal out. It looks like it does in the, in the TV show, in the movies when they do it. Julie Newmar is there, and we just watched Burt Ward speak. Yeah. I mean, Robin got up and talked and gave a very positive Message about living life and spending time with your family and friends. We're on this earth for a short period of time. I mean, normally Burt Ward is as bitter as they come about Batman. No, and, no. And hey, he, just, he realized he just, it was his meal ticket after a, a he, while, though. Come he, on. He wrote a book about all the women he had sex with, right? When Because he, he was Robin. No, no, he was battling Will Chamberlain in terms of numbers. Uh, but, you know, he gave, a, he gave a great speech. He's 72 now, Burt Ward. Gave a great speech about Adam West. And the, this is, I mean, this is like the most well-done tribute, I think, ever. And it just like seems like a fly-by-night, well, yeah, we'll put the bat signal up. That would be pretty cool. Politicians in Los Angeles did something right. I, I mean, it's amazing. They did something right. It's, I mean, there is, is a moment. We had the coming together earlier off of the tragedy, and we, we had the baseball game played in Washington, Republicans and Democrats and people doing interviews together that yep. you can't get into a room together. Yep. Pelosi and Ryan talking on the mic. And today, just one of those unifying days. Paul Sad. Ryan, not Rex Ryan. No, Rex Ryan yes. had nothing to do there with it. would have been a fight if it was Rex Ryan. Especially if his brother was looking And he's wearing his Bryce Harper jersey. <laughs> oh, they were <laughs> fittingly at Nationals Park. <laughs> so, great night. Of course, you know, we'll bring you some Burt Ward. Bring you some Julie Newmar. Uh, but we do have some audio of how it sounded in downtown LA. Go ahead, let's hear now, it. Are you ready, citizens? 
This is the moment we have all been waiting for. Will you join with me so we can light up the bat signal? Chief, let's go down. Should we do one sing along? Batman. This is the mayor of Los Angeles. Batman. This is our mayor. This is Thank you all for coming out. Keep the family in your prayers and in your thoughts. We love you, Los Angeles. We love you, Gotham. We love you, Batman, and we love you, Adam West. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. That sounded like he was going to play the last of his greatest hits. We love right, this one's called Riding the Storm Out. We love you, Cesar Romero. We love you, Burgess Meredith. We do. We love you, Frank Gorshin and John Aston. We wow, love you. a little John Aston love. Jason Smith loves you, Julie Newmar still. He sought to Wong Fu because he thought you would be in it. We love you, Lee Merriweather and Eartha Kitt. We love you, the guy who played Mr. Freeze. Was it Zero Mostel? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, it was Mr. Freeze. Oh, uh, was that Otto Preminger? Vincent, v- Price, Vincent Price's egghead. egghead, yeah. See, I hated Vincent Price when I was a kid because I thought they were stupid, the ones with him. But as I got older, they're the best ones because everything he tried to get egg in, that is egg-squisite. See, that that's, is egg-slit. See, that's what my eight-year-old loves. She loves the puns and wordplay. So Mr. Freeze was played by Otto Preminger, Otto George Preminger. Sanders, and Eli Wallach. Really? Oh, they said I know, the fourth remember, season there was supposed to yes. be Two-Face, and rumored was Clint Eastwood was going to be part of it. So at the end, there was a big scene where they all shot each other with Clint Eastwood yeah. and Eli Wallach, and they called The Good, The Bad, and The Batman. Was that what it was? That would have been pretty good. Now, dating can be difficult. So if you're not using Match, you're missing out. Maybe you could match with Julie Newmar, a 1969 Julie Newmar <laughs> Catwoman outfit. Trust me. Look Mint at the pictures condition. on Twitter. <laughs> Best Catwoman ever. And giggity, I, giggity, giggity, giggity. I love Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry. Halle Berry's skin is like cream. Oh, boy. But Julie Newmar. Oh. Start searching, connecting for free today at Match.com. That's Match.com, 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 M-A-T-C-H.com. You know, just once on Batman, I would have liked to see this. Just once, you know, because in Batman, it was always the same. One of the villains who would get gets out of jail very easily. You know, Batman catches them, and they get out of jail very simply. Uh, they have some kind of contraption that's going to do something. They capture Batman and Robin, and there's a cliffhanger. And then the beginning of the next episode, Batman and Robin get out. They catch the bad guys, and they put them in prison. Just, oh, come on. Yeah, Neil, Neil Hamilton wasn't much of a police commissioner. No, he was like, I don't know what to do. I'll call Batman. I mean, really? Just pick up the phone. How about do one thing yourself? You know, call get, me. get Chief O'Hara one time. To, to do to be a cop, not just stand in your office and go, I don't know, let's call Batman. Because none of us know what to do. Let's get somebody else in here to do our job. Just one time, I'd like Batman on TV to just not escape and die. And then next Whoa. week, like, no, no, we're just kidding. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave us in this slow, falling pit of quicksand as you leave because your plot dictates that you have to leave and just leave a couple of henchmen here that we're going to get out and beat up? I nope. hope they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Batman, going to push you off a cliff. And then that's what happens. And that's it. And they walk away and go, 
Okay. All right. Did it. Cool. Got rid of Batman and Robin. Finally. Yeah, but he would have had something on that utility belt to uh, save him. But that's what I mean. Well, like, remember they had the random shark repellent. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have it like they're dead. And you think, oh, my God, but then you find out next week. But just something simple, not like some, well, we're going to tie you to this rock, and I'm going to light a fuse, and when the fuse burns down, it's going to start burning the string that's going to go all the way to the top of the rock. And then when it gets to the top of the rock, it's going to let the rock go, and it's going to roll down a hill, and it's going to crush you. And, oh, by the way, I can't stay for this because I have something going on at my hideout and my lair that i got to get back for. So I'm going to leave my two worst and least trustworthy henchmen who are going to stand here and not pay attention. And, oh, boy, I can't believe Batman escaped. Two words we're going to really work hard to bring back into the vernacular here from the Geico Studios. Henchman and lair. Henchman. Lair is a pretty good one. I, I like Lair. Lair yeah, it adds a level of creepiness. Lair, right? Lair is pretty good. Yeah. Just, just that. And we, you would think it, at one point that the Joker or the Penguin would know, boy, I can't leave these guys, these henchmen. They let him escape every single bleep in time. Why couldn't they team up? Hey, you know what, Joker, can you watch these guys just for five seconds? You know, I'm, I'm busy. I got that thing. I can't. Yeah, no, no, no. And Catwoman's unreliable because she loves Batman and, and also wants to commit crimes. That really causes was, a problem. Yeah, she was really, you know, divided amongst herself. The Tao of Batman. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. I'm Jason. He's my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, speaking of superheroes, there may be a real-life superhero right now who used to play basketball trying to save the United States from what sounded like Really bad jazz music a couple of seconds ago. Trying to save the United States from a really bad fate. But first, here's what's trending. I mean it. Look at these pictures of Julie Newmar. Look how hot she was. She had that sexy, come-hither, sex-kitney look. I mean, really, when I watch Batman, when I'm like, you know, six, seven years old, because I'm watching Batman on, on, you know, in, in reruns, that's the first time I realize I think, ooh, I really like girls, and I want to marry Julie Newmar. I don't know what that means. Did you ever write her? I want to. No, you still I could. I didn't. You know, my boyfriend looks like a catfish. I mean, she. I mean, Julie Newmar. <laughs> that works really well with the Catwoman, catfish. Oh, she yeah. was even when she did her eyebrows to look like cats. That was still a good look. Really, kind of getting into a creepy territory, yeah. buddy. I love you. Uh, here in the Geico Studios, Smith. A little bit enamored, a little bit excited about the Batman ceremony, perhaps even more so than I, who who loves the Batman lore, perhaps more than all. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Uh, Really quick, so far, the best remedy, with my voice being so bad last night, it's still not 100%, but it's better than it was last night. The best remedy has been regular Schweppes ginger ale and these cough drops that you got from Whole Foods. Yeah. Thank you. No problem, buddy. They're all, the uh, honey herb cough drops. Yeah, naturally soothing relief that lasts. Mm. That's a tagline right there. We can get them to be a sponsor. We should. Uh, so, Girls are good. as you probably know, Dennis Rodman is in North Korea. He made this trip about three years ago to try to be, quote, an emissary, taking it upon himself to try to tell Kim Jong-un Hey, let's not try to blow up the world. You know, we're good people here in the United States, and I want you to see that. And it was a very publicized trip. It was punctuated by Dennis Rodman drinking way too much and giving a very unintelligible speech that we played back here on the show forever and ever. But now he's back there again. 
As far as we know, he hasn't met with Kim Jong-un yet. But he's been touring the country, and he gave the minister of North Korea to give to Kim Jong-un a copy of The Art of the Deal, which is President Trump's very famous book about how to succeed in business. Yeah. It's being written about on the Internet today about how this is a genius move and, you know, Dennis Rodman. Obviously, Rodman and Trump know each other because Rodman was on The Apprentice. And celebrity that means they, they crossed each other's paths for at least yeah. five or ten minutes. And Rodman's been with Kim Jong-un, and now Rodman is in North Korea. I will give you the boldest of bold predictions. You ready for this? Much like how we had to wait, what was it, 30 years, 35 years, 30 years for the uh, plot line behind Argo to get found out about yeah. how we rescued the, the hostages, and Ben Affleck then directed the movie that won Best Picture. We had to wait for that to be unsealed, right? We had to wait 30 years to find out just how those hostages got smuggled out yeah. of Iran. And it turned out to be under the guise of they were making a movie and people were coming to shoot a movie and they, and they rescued the hostages. Bold prediction, in 30 years, when everything with North Korea gets unsealed, you are going to find out Dennis Rodman was a genius. High-level operative. IQ level. This is Chuck Barris. Of like 290. That's really good, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. IQ level of like 290. I don't 290. even know if it gets that high, but that's okay. IQ of 495. 995 when wet? 995, <laughs> the wet IQ of 995. And that he's been an agent for the United States, a spy, since his basketball career ended, and maybe even during his career. Wow. And we're going to find out all these exploits that he was sent to negotiate with North Korea, and he's keeping North Korea at bay, and he's the one that's, that's keeping the world the way it is right now. Dennis Rodman's doing it. We're going to find it out. Like I said, we'll find it out when it's unsealed in 30 years, and it'll be a story. Maybe Affleck directs it. Maybe not. Well, he's still Batman. Uh, see how it all ties together? Uh, you have the Art of the Deal, uh, Total Essential Travel Collection of Where's Waldo, couple of autographed jerseys, all right, that's something. A mermaid puzzle. Well, that's for Kim Jong-un's kids. And some fancy soaps. Yeah, I don't know where the soaps are. Maybe that's what he got in the uh, duty-free area of yeah, the Yeah, I guess. At the, the airport, you just decided, hey, those look good. Because oh. hey, we were walking through the store before. I mean, that looked like some nice, fresh, really expensive, cool soap that maybe would be gift-worthy of folks. Maybe that's the kind of thing Dennis Rodman was doing there. Oh, what did I forget? Oh, yeah, I'll just get some soap. Here, you can wash. I mean, it's such an odd gift. Well, soap it's a is, gift, gift of cleanliness. Soap is a very thing. odd gift. I don't know. It's really odd. It's very intimate. <laughs> uh, speaking of odd, how about some mean tweets? Oh, please. After what we've done tonight? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jimmy Kimmel. Leo says, that piece of blank, how about a fresca, should be beaten to death. What? With Kawhi back, the Spurs are winning the title. So he doesn't like my take so much. He thinks I should be beaten to death. Does that constitute a threat? You know, I mean, normally, I mean, normally it's it's this guy should be fired. This guy should lose his job. Take away his does. microphone. Uh, take away his yeah. Twitter account. Uh, take away the blue check yeah. mark. No. Yeah, I should, I should be beaten to death because I said most likely next year we're getting the Warriors and the Cavaliers again. Yeah, can, if you can, can we offer this guy an internship. Hey, hey. We can. Well, hey. You can uh, layer the to death. yeah. If you can layer the punching sound effects with those of the Batman series 
and a WAP and a POW, that'd be great. You know, I'll get Burt Ward to come up here and kick your ass. He's How not about that? He, it'll take him a while to get here. Uh, well, that's all right. He yeah, get, you have a better shot of getting Burt Reynolds in a, here. <laughs> <laughs> he makes exotic pictures. <laughs> Jimmy T says, after reading some of your tweets, I feel more qualified than you to be a sports commentator slash analyst. No. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Jagoff. Well, analyst. My qualifications are shoddy at best. Syracuse, yo. <laughs> Couple of decades of doing this. Chatterbox says, boy, I listen to you talk and I assume you're homeless and have never heard of hockey before. Homeless people don't know about hockey? What? What? <laughs> Why are they going to be? I, why, I, I, I don't understand what that means. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know that. Why do? Why do you think those that are a little down on their luck, I, I, that without without a sense. home and residence, that they necessarily don't understand the sweet science of hockey? Dan says, "This guy at How About a Fresca is like the Cleveland Browns of sports radio." All right, who's everybody else on the show then? <laughs> if I'm Go the Browns, first. if I'm the Browns, who are you? Bears. Uh, are you the Bears? the Bears? You enter the season with a lot of problems. <laughs> and it just goes downhill from there? Sometimes, you know, it'll go sideways. All right, there. all right. Frostburg, who are you then? If, I, if I'm the Browns, he's the Bears. No, I mean, I'm the oh, Patriots. Anybody else is better than the Browns, so I'm all other 31 teams. You're I mean, I emerge else. victorious routinely. I'm, I am the Patriots. All right. Tom Brady got nothing on me. Jason. Uh, I applaud your ability to get people talking. The fact that you believe what you say sometimes, you should go sell insurance. You know, I'd be very bad at the actual selling of insurance. I'd be great in the living room. But when it came time to like, hey, uh, what what does this mean if I have to pay a premium above what I'm paying now? I go, uh. And now they're banging each other. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know what that means. But boy, how awesome would insurance be? I mean, I would be great at that selling part. But actually, the the, the stuff I'd have to know. Yeah, I would be, I'd be terrible. Speaking with Jason Smith Show, presented to you by Geico. Great news! There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. How do you like that? That's pretty good. Thanks, buddy. One more. You ready for one more? Yeah. One more. Rob says, this take is so hot, you should be put on the fire festival next year. Whoa! How about a call back to something a month ago? Uh, Sometimes it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be tonight. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and keeping us forever in your minds. Twitter at How About a Fresca, The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, evidence that the NBA draft could be cast in a state of flux after tomorrow. Fox. Fox Sports Radio on Batman Night here on the show. I'm Jason. The man next to me is my best friend, Mike Harmon. Great news. Great news. Now there's a way you can save some money. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. The bat signal lit at City Hall tonight in honor of Adam West. Burt Ward spoke at a ceremony that looked like it had thousands of people downtown to celebrate Adam West. Los Angeles does it right, Mike Harmon. We do it. When we want to honor our fallen stars, we do it right. We had... Our mayor, Eric Garcetti, singing the Batman song. I mean, that's a little weird, our mayor singing the Batman song. What's wrong with that? But that's okay. You've had mayors and governors. Batman. That's our Leaders mayor. of this country that's come out mayor, of television right and reality television. And yeah. 
the movies and TV. So what's wrong with the mayor singing a little bit? I'll tell you, we He's do it right. He's got thousands of people together. Yep, yep. And they had the big generator. It goes down and hits the, the big switch to light it up. You had the bat phone sitting next to him and your girl, Julie Newmar, in uh, attendance. I wonder, and I'm, I'm not being facetious on this, more people in downtown L.A. for this tribute to Adam West or people who voted in the last mayoral election. More people waiting for Adam yeah, West yeah. and the bat signal. Uh, Voter turnout this past uh, year, not, not, not so good. I hope Michael Keaton, George Clooney, and all the Batmans after him were there, too. Ladies and gentlemen, ready to reprise his role as Iceman, <laughs> Val Kilmer, everybody. He was also Batman. <laughs> and here's George Clooney. Oh, it looks like he's with Julie Newmar. Wait a minute. <laughs> Married man with just what? recently there, with twins. No, no Susan Waldman for that, Alex Tyshirt, really. I just said Julie, George Clooney is there with Julie Newmar. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just flip the script on you right there, Smith. You uh, saw that coming from the Geico Studios a mile away. Speak, I'll tell you what. You go look up a picture of what Julie Newmar looked like when she was Catwoman. You would go, oh, my God, she's one of the hottest people in the world. Speaking of L.A., tomorrow's a very big deal. Lonzo Ball will work out a second time for the Los Angeles Lakers. This amid rumors that the Lakers are shopping the number two overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft. (gasps) Rob Palenka has received phone calls, as you would expect, but they've also made phone calls. Tanya Ganguly, who broke the story for... The L.A. Times was on our show earlier tonight. She talked to us about it. And after this gets out, the next part of the story is that after the workout tomorrow, Team Ball, which is LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, and, well, anybody else, are going to talk to other lottery teams. This is the biggest piece of evidence yet that maybe the Lakers know what they're doing and they're going to pass on Lonzo Ball with the number two overall pick. Because for all the smoke and mirror stuff that's going on, it's hard to know what's real, what isn't. They're bringing Lonzo Ball in for a second workout. The Celtics sure as hell aren't taking Lonzo Ball. There's no need to. They're not taking Lonzo Ball. Well, there's there's not. It's not 100% that no, they're not categorically dismiss it because you've got a point guard coming off a big surgery. Right, but they're not going to take a guy who doesn't want to be there, whose dad has said, I want him with the Lakers or nobody else. They're not going to get into a case well, where— Well, he's got to get drafted somewhere. If the Lakers tell the Ball family to beat it, eventually— Right. There's going to be— this is, ma- this It's going to make for strange bedfellows, but that's the way it's going to be. But this is my evidence, like George Clooney and, and Julian Newmar. See the way I bl- tied that up for I just laid that up. Oh, now with love— That was slow-pitch softball. Uh, right with there. love comes strange currencies. So— Here's more part of my evidence. The Celtics aren't taking him, so he's there for the Lakers. The fact the Lakers are bringing him in again. If Lonzo Ball was going to be taken by the Lakers, there would be no need to talk to other teams in the draft lottery after tomorrow because LeVar Ball has been Lakers or bust. That's it. He's going to the Lakers, and that's it. That's the only team I want my son to play for. Now suddenly he's okay with talking with teams and and team Ball is okay with talking with teams outside of the Lakers. That tells me they know. They have an inkling. Maybe it's a phone call, whatever it is, that the Lakers are going to pass on Lonzo Ball. 
or, hey, you know what? We like Lonzo, but we like Josh Jackson just as much. And if Lonzo doesn't blow us away tomorrow because we want to make sure he's in shape and all of these things, because that's one of the big rumors the Lakers didn't like the physical condition he was in. They want to observe him tomorrow over a longer period of time to see if he is, in fact, in, in great shape and is still ready to go, that if they don't like what they see, we're going to go with Josh Jackson or De'Aaron Fox or another player. This tells me that that's happening right now because there would be no reason for LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, to say, yeah, we'll talk to other teams because it's Lakers are bust. No, and I think that's one of the big things as we get through this final week is that you have what what everybody refers to as the smoke screens and the misdirections of intent, trying to either see if they can garner enough interest for a trade or especially when you're looking at assets as you have with the Lakers. Magic Johnson's been on record saying the only guy that's untouchable is Ingram. Everybody else, expendable. He's seen Julius Randle. He's been on social media. He's all jacked up like he's training for a superhero movie. See how we bring it all full circle. Yeah, he did. But in five weeks, suddenly he's yoked out of his mind and, and ready to go. And he's a double-double guy. Has he reached his ceiling? We don't know. But he could be a 12, 12 and 15, 15 and 12 kind of guy for a long while. But he's not a transcendent player but this gives you a week now to see how the ball family reacts particularly Lonzo in in the wake of all these rumors of potentially another guy and the other visits how do they respond to this and and it's another test but and certainly nothing's 100 percent in terms of where they want to draft you do have a guy that has shown to be a more than capable point guard on occasion but is he your answer long term it's it's just a, a fun silly season kind of event for the NBA uh, I, I think if the Lakers had wanted to send a message, they would have done it differently. And you would have not seen the, well, we're going to go talk to other teams. Go ahead, talk to other teams. Well, we don't really want to. We really want to just be with you. That, that's, what's, that's why it sticks no, out sure. to me so bad. Well, but I, they might have, in no uncertain terms, said it's not guaranteed. Nothing in life's guaranteed. Make sure you do your due diligence. Fox Sports Radio coming up next. The biggest basketball story of the day. Fox. I have issues. I've been spending the last half hour randomly searching different things about Julie Newmar on the internet. I can get you I, some I, signed limited edition greeting cards. Of Julie Newmar? Yeah. Really? From her website. How did you find she does a website? Yeah. Is it You're like creepy. Is it like when she was Catwoman, Julie Newmar? Well, I don't know. You tell me. Oh no, it's not Catwoman. I mean, Julie Newmar was incredibly gorgeous. We're gonna have to get a restraining order. Uh, what what all I'm saying? She was a great catwoman. She was the best catwoman. She was better than Halle Berry, was better than Michelle Pfeiffer, better than Eartha Kitt. Run for your life, girl. Be- better there than you go, there you go. We, we can get these photos signed too. Julie that? Julie Newmar was it. I mean, that was my very first crush. Julie Newmar and then Lauren Tweeze from the Love Boat. How uh, much are those? They were my worth first two. If LeVar Ball signs them, oh. Ooh, that would be next level. He's got a, uh, But oh, I could get this personalized to you. If she would write stay in your lane, and then I would get it. I'll ask. Is that how that would stay work? Stay in your lane. Uh, now trending on Twitter, the bat signal. Batman. As Los Angeles tonight, that's our mayor, Eric Garcetti. Now, I swear to God, that's He's our in mayor. fine form. Uh, the bat signal lit in downtown Los Angeles in honor of Adam West, who died the other day, the very first Batman, and... Luminaries like Julie Newmar and Burt Ward, both at this event honoring his life. Burt Ward gave a speech, and Julie Newmar just had to be Julie Newmar. That's all. Trust me. You go back. That's you know. That's my thing. Now is that I'll go back and look at some of the 
the famous actresses of, of the like the late sixties, early seventies, I go, oh my god, they were just stunningly beautiful. I mean, not that the actresses now aren't, but it's like wow, because you know people see Julie Noir now and go, oh, she's like eighty and she. Go back and look at Julie Newmar. Go back and look at Helen Mirren from like the early 1970s. Well, part of it, I think, for for men and women alike, is you you know how much trickery can be done with digital photography. Not back then. Back, back, do then, it back then, you had filters, you had lighting, but you didn't you didn't have a lot more than that. You didn't you didn't get to go and and touch things up and fix it and post necessarily quite so easily. Twitter at how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon. It is Batman night, and we would be. Um, remiss if in all the bat villains we've spoken about this evening, yeah, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, uh-huh. who then went on to play, you, you know, Mickey, uh, Frank Gorshin, John Aston was also the Riddler. Uh, don't forget about Louis the Lilac. Louis the Lilac, the Milton legend. Burl was Louis the Lilac, and you know he was in the middle of all those shenanigans that we've heard about Adam West and Burt Ward, a man of. Legendary proportions on the stage and, and off. That would be a 30 for 30. What if I told you the set of Batman was a sex movie? What if I told you Robin wore his uniform? I'm sure the good folks here what in the I valley have done a, a parody or five. No, no, no. I mean like a real life <laughs> 30 for 30 on Batman the TV show. Behind the music. <laughs> behind, behind the bat signal. Behind the cowl. Behind the utility belt. You know, my boyfriend looks like a catfish. How about that? That would be a 30 for 30. I'd watch that one. For sure, I'd watch that one. Yvonne Craig is Batgirl. Yeah. I liked Yvonne Craig. Yeah. She dated Elvis. For a long time, you could yeah. say who didn't. Uh, that's true. That's true. Not, not Elvis Costello, Elvis Presley. Uh, but. Yeah, people were confusing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I say Elvis, you know, I want to make sure people, you know, Elvis. Veronica. You know, people are going to go, wait a minute. She dated Elvis Gerback? Really? I, I didn't know that. Let's go for obscure 49ers quarterback and Michigan legend. Never heard of you got, an, you got another Elvis? You got another Elvis. Do you have one more Elvis? Elvis Stoico. Elvis. Really? Doomerville. Oh, Doomerville. Yep. Elvis Doomerville. Very good. You don't, you don't. Elvis Stoico, the figure skater. Yeah. Very See, there nice. he is right there. Yeah. But I said Elvis Gerback. You think more people know Elvis Stoico? Worldwide, yes. No way. Hands no down. Way. Where's Elvis Olympic, Stoico from? Olympic legend. He's a Canadian he figure sk- skater He's from Newmarket, Canada? Canada. Oh, no. People still know Elvis Gerback. Michigan was very close to Canada. More people know Elvis Gerback. Famous guys named Elvis for a hundred pounds. <laughs> Meanwhile, earlier today, we found out we could have a new national champion in college basketball in 2013. This is because Louisville, could lose its 2013 NCAA title. And Cardinals coach Rick Pitino will be suspended for the first five ACC games coming up this season for failing to monitor his program. Remember this phrase, failure to monitor his program. Got it? Good. Failure to monitor his program during an alleged sex for pay scandal. The Division I Committee on Infractions announcing this on Thursday. Louisville will appeal the ruling. Rick Pitino is upset about this. Louisville is upset about this. I understand you're upset. But one thing Rick Pitino does better than anybody else in the world is when he is found to have done something wrong or scandalous, he always finds a way to play the victim. He does it well. He does it very, very well. He'd be the guy in the movie that you think is the good guy but really turns out to be the bad guy, kind of like uh, uh, Sam Rockwell in Charlie's Angels. Sorry, spoiler alert. Ooh. When he comes out to the uh, 
I used to go out to party. When he comes out to that big Luther Vandross song, uh, not Marvin Gaye song. That's what he does best. He plays the victim better than anybody. Now, this scandal, we all know, has been around for the last couple of years. Andre McGee, who was a coach with the team, arranged for as many as 22 visits from dancers and prostitutes to visit Billy Minority Hall, which is where the players stay. Family of prostitutes. Sorry. So yes. family business. A family of prostitutes. I forgot about that. Got to make sure you keep it in the family. Yes. Wasn't there a family of uh, 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 shotgun uh, uh, in Batman? What, the Kellys, right? Didn't they, they all the big the big machine guns, right? Okay, anyway. So you had the family of prostitutes visiting Billy Minardi Hall. Some of the transcripts of what has upset the NCAA so badly are really disturbing because they give away or they, they state, state facts that some recruits didn't know this was happening. When they were brought into a room in Billy Minardi Hall, there were three dancers that came in and they were led out of the room to go have sex with them. A couple of recruits said, oh, I don't know about this. I'm not really down with this. And, and they were tried to be convinced to go have sex with the, with the dancers. And it's really disturbing. Now, McGee, the coach, is the guy who was at the center of this. And I don't think that's in any debate right now. There's he was no at the center of, of that. it. Yeah. But now Rick Pitino is suspended for five games. And he's angry about it. Here he is from today playing the martyr, which is what he does better than anything else. You know, for 35 some odd years, I've had a lot of faith in the NCAA, in the belief in their rules. I feel not like everybody here, not only is it unjust, unfast, over the top severe, but I've lost, personally, I've lost a lot of faith in the NCAA. This is over the top. It's, It's to the point where it's not even conceivable what I just read. We have to just put all our trust and faith uh, that this is um, that the appeals will will do the right things in arguing our case because we presented a very strong case. It's over the top. You had prostitutes on campus having sex with recruits, but it's over the top that you got five games. Jim Beheim got ten and lost three scholarships a year for a four-year period because there was a couple of players who were found to have not turned in and been honest on term papers and a couple of recreational drug use situations. Bruce Pearl got three years basically for not telling the truth. You get five games. Jim, Jim Trestle got booted because they had because it's got tattoos. tattoos. They traded stuff for tattoos, stuff they were given. Their stuff. Reggie Bush <laughs> lost a Heisman Trophy because his parents got a house. USC had, had sanction upon sanction. But you get five games with a prostitution scandal, and you're complaining about this? That's a lot of guts. I'll tell you what, Spider. That's a lot of guts. I'll tell you. You got a lot of guts, Spider. Rick Pitino, I, I, would, I get he's angry, and I get that anybody would be angry. But to sit to to play the the oh I'm just a basketball coach how would I know anything about this I don't I don't know Rick Pitino the charge is failure to monitor and Rick Pitino says yeah how's I supposed to know about this yes I understand that's why the charge is failure to monitor because you are the basketball coach you have to know things like this are going on 22 visits he doesn't know he's got to be on top of it he's the guy he's the most famous guy in the state. But now he's, I'm just a basketball coach. Guys take things completely by themselves and, 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 and do stuff under me. They completely go rogue. 
and do anything they want to do while I just sit back and, and drop game plans and do X's and O's. Just stop. Everything that comes up that Rick Pitino is involved with scandal-wise, he finds a way to deflect it away from himself. You have the beginning of this scandal when he said, one man knows about this, and he needs to come forward. I'm distancing myself from McGee, from the coach. One man knows, and he's got to tell the truth. No, I think more than that, no, because there were dancers and there were athletes and they're all testifying to this, and this is a pretty open and shut case. So more than one person knows what's going on here. So he wants to oh, no, one person knows. No, no, no. There's not one rogue individual. Everybody knew about this, what was going on. But he finds a way to do that. Every time he was doing interviews with this, when this came up a few months ago, when the story first broke, when they would say, Coach, this happened in, in, in a dorm room. Yeah, well, you know, look, Billy Minardi Hall, which I named for my brother-in-law who tragically died in 9-11, that's a horribly tragic story. Every, anything, anybody who lost anybody in 9-11, that's a horrible story. But now I'm going to use it to soften the blow about a scandal involving my basketball team. That's class right there if you're Rick Pitino. That's absolute class. Boy, 100%. Every time it comes up, well, I named it for my brother. Yeah, okay, we know that. And he's a hero because he gave his life in 9-11 so other people might be able to live. But I had a prostitution scandal in the dorm hall that was named for him, so I want to make sure I say that to soften the blow. When he got involved in the Karen Cipher thing, when he got an affair with her. Scenes in the Italian restaurant, yes. Yeah, I'll tell you, bottle of red, bottle of white. When he was involved in that, I remember when there was a, a breaking part in that story, and this was Patino having an affair with a woman who was then uh, married off to one of his assistants, and there was Aborted rumors of child. an abortion. Yeah. yeah, it was a really seamy story. And everybody came to his house because something big broke that day. He walks outside, and he says, I can't believe on the day Ted Kennedy died that you're all here wanting to know this from me. Like, wh- I'm not important. This is not important. Ted Kennedy is dead. Pack up your cameras and go cover it. I mean, that's what he does. Well, Vegas misdirection. Go point to some other thing and say, hey, look, on a grand scale, what am I doing here? You know, you, some of the questions earlier today wouldn't elaborate. Just said, well, I don't want to. Gave his finger-wagging admonishment of the NCAA and its processes and then tried to deflect blame his lawyer speaking out uh, earlier. And in part of the, the write-up, no one interviewed during the investigation provided any information showing that the head coach was aware. Quote, I didn't want to deal with the consequences, said one prospect. Prospects and enrolled student-athletes all knew that the head coach became aware of the incidents. He would, as one put it, quote, he would have flipped out. The other being the university, the institution, trying to downplay all of these because they roll up into a very big case, saying, well, if you take them one by one, you know, they're minor acts. They're they're class three. So they, you know, the monetary value of dances and sex acts is low. So this really isn't that big a deal. You're just trying to put it all together so it becomes this giant scandal. It's like, no, it, it, it kind of is. It's kind of a, a cyclical and building upon one recruiting trip to the next to try to make this a part of the environment and part of the process for bringing student athletes into your program. Whether the head coach does knows or not, he's in charge. He's the guy signing the checks. So whoever's acting under him, he's got to take some responsibility. To get a five-game suspension, it's a joke. I don't care what all his buddies uh, that have known him 35 years in the media 
or whatever. Oh, what a harsh thing. Like, no, no, it's his program, and the banner's got to come down. He should take five games and say, boy, we're lucky. Okay, all right, we're lucky. We're, 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 I'm very lucky I'm only getting five games. No, because if the backlash becomes big on how light the sentence and the, the infractions are here, because remember what happened to USC. We chronicled it before. Look at all those cases that are still hanging in the balance that haven't had judgment passed on them and appeals and more information. Eventually, the hammer is going to fall very hard on them. Twitter and how about a fresco? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Now, it takes more than a roof to make sure your home is covered. Farmers Insurance has over 89 years of knowledge and experience so you can protect what's important to you. Learn more at farmers.com. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Coming up next, you thought the NBA Finals were over, but they're not. We'll tell you why, Fox. I'm out! Batman night here on the show, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where the Los Angeles night sky was lit up with a bat signal in honor of Adam West tonight, who passed away the other day at the age of 88. Many of his former Batman co-stars were there, downtown L.A., that drew thousands of people to this. It's the second most popular trending topic on Twitter behind athlete songs. And Burt Ward was there. Julie Newmar was there. And you know what I say about Julie Newmar. People You're a are bit now, obsessed People are now sending me Julie Newmar pictures, which are awesome, oh, by the way. Um, but I'm not saying send me more. I'm just saying what was sent. They're pretty cool. You went over Do the it. list of all. Stop, tie shirt. You were going through a list of all the Batman villains that ever appeared on the show with Adam West and, and Burt Ward and, and Commissioner Gordon and, and Lieutenant O'Hara. And some of them, I forgot a lot of those villains. Oh, yeah. A lot of other Hollywood legends that made their way into the the throes of Batman. Jaja Gabor made, made an appearance. Art Carney as the Archer. And about that, Ralph? Uh, let me see. A legend. That was the one where he actually, I remember he actually had a an Archer tournament with Alfred. Yeah. Because Alfred was dressed up as Batman. Ethel Merman, Joan Collins, Tallulah Bankhead. You'll be swell. You'll be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate. Cliff Robertson. Legend on a... His name was Shame. (laughs) Off of the Western Shane. Legendary stuff. Just taking you back in the memory vault as a kid. Watching the the reruns. Who knew? How about that? Now, you thought the NBA Finals were over. Well, they're all like supervillains, too, right? <laughs> With quick puns. Oh, sure, yeah. Witty banter. Uh, Draymond Green would be the Riddler. All right, Le- uh, or would he be the Joker? No, he'd be the Joker. LeBron would be the Riddler because he, he subtweets all the time and you know motivates people. You don't understand what's going on, and then you figure it out after. So LeBron would be the Riddler. Anybody that wants to Photoshop him in the, the suit, that'd be great. Steph, uh, Clay Thompson would be Mr. Freeze because he was ice cold the entire finals. Oh, well, not the like whole that. finals, but yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and Mr. Freeze was played by three different guys, so yeah. it kind of changes over the course of the series. Uh, Kevin Durant's mom would be Catwoman? No, 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 no. Rihanna would be Catwoman. Oh. That's what See, now you're going off into another deep, you're taking a left turn on me again. But you thought the finals were over, but they're not. Good. 
Today was the parade. The Warriors celebrating their second championship in the last three years. And to answer the trolling job LeBron James pulled last year, Draymond Green decided to take matters into his own hands. It was a year ago that LeBron James wore the Ultimate Warrior t-shirt at the parade to troll the Warriors. Well, Draymond Green got back at LeBron and the Cavaliers this year by wearing a t-shirt with a basketball logo that said Quickie, looking like the Quicken Loans Arena, which is where the Cavaliers play and where the Warriors beat them in Game 3 on their way to winning the finals. When Draymond Green was asked today about the T-shirt and explaining it, he said, oh, no, absolutely, yeah, I'm, I'm just doing this because LeBron did his thing last year. I don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Q, you know, that's what those guys' arenas call. We got him out here quick. <laughs> What's the trophy? Quickie. We actually got a made in Cleveland. How about that? No, I can't forget the, the Ultimate Warrior shirt last year from LeBron and, you know, the 3-1 Tombstone cookies and all of that. So, you know, I was waiting on this moment. Now, Draymond and LeBron are friends, so they know each other. And LeBron answered this when he saw it by taking a picture on Instagram and then just saying, like Michael Scott would, that's what she said to the quickie on the yeah. front of the shirt. That's pretty good. I like that the banter continues. Hopefully we can keep this up through the short off season because they'll be back to work in about three weeks' time, the way the NBA schedule works Oh, out. I know. Suddenly it's the like it's in three right. weeks. It's Oh, it's summer. summer. Oh, my God. Well, the final two rounds took about a month and a half yeah. to finish off. LeBron James back in the gym made sure to respond. Some people got turned off by this and uh, a bunch of six-year-olds. Like, you know what? Good. This is what the NBA needs. Coming off of this this NBA Finals series, hotly contested, all these big grandiose statements about history and legacy and who's the best of all time, and then showing that they can just have a slap fight and engage in a little bit of war of words, some saying, yeah, exactly, some puns and having some some good laughs along the way. That's great. Love Draymond Green and very candid, going, yeah, I'm petty like that. Good. Yeah. Good. This is good for the game. Why? Because otherwise you'd turn the page on it. Go, okay, it's draft time. And then as soon as the draft was over, that Friday, right? Because next Thursday we'll have draft coverage, full draft show, and then Jason and I will be on to break it down in the aftermath. That on the Friday we'll talk about where everybody's going. We'll speculate and throw some darts about free agency. Then it's kind of quiet because there's not a lot of free agents that are going to move the needle. Right, we're going to be tracking. No, it the here one the guy, guy is going to be Gordon Hayward because Curry will resign, Durant will resign, maybe one of Blake or Chris Paul goes because Jerry and West J- and and Reddick's probably a yeah, gone but he, but you know, Reddick's a jag. You know, I mean, is he a wow. guy that's going to is he going to make a difference? He, I mean, look, you have Blake and Paul. One of them will go because Jerry West isn't coming in to resign both of these guys. No, and do it's nothing. a waste of effort. so yeah. one of those guys will go, sure. whether it's Blake or Paul, and. Hayward could resign. He might not. They could still give the most money. Not that crazy deal from being all NBA, which he nearly was. Sure. But he could still wind up resigning. Free agency is going to be a big letdown this year. No, and that's the point. There's no needle movers. Yeah, other than watching whether a trade happens and is consummated for Paul George or there's a sign-and-trade deal with Paul or Griffin or something to that ilk, it's going to be fairly quiet because as we've discussed and we've had guests on, when you're talking about the amount of money you can keep by staying in your current market, not to mention the fact that we're not looking at guys that are really 
unless all of them go to one team at once. All right, we're all going to play for play for eight million dollars no. each, and we're going to be the starting lineup for a team X. There's there's not one team that's suddenly tipping it. If you're in the Western Conference, to where you're saying, okay, we're now competing with the Warriors. Likewise, in the East, it's still LeBron, his band of Merriman, and everybody else. So when we're we're looking at the free agency, the longer you can keep stuff like this going to where it's just jabs setting up for the next next round. It's like setting up for a long, a long slow play, take my money for the pay-per-view next June is really what this is in the wake of our Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather talk of last night. See, they only want your month for money for two months. We're talking about, hey, stay interested for a year. We're gonna be back. We're gonna get do this again. Just watch for the t shirts and every other way we can monetize this. Twitter and how about a fresco the Jason Smith show Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios coming up in one minute bit of a breaking story on the NBA draft and the 40th anniversary of the saddest day of my sports life but first here's what's trending Fox Sports Radio hi your greatest songs of the 60s 70s 80s 90s and today Billy Joel Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Well, and now we'll continue our hot talk about Rick Pitino <laughs> and the Louisville scandal. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, it's Easily fantastic. my favorite Billy Joel song. Easily. When you're from New York, you have to have a favorite Billy Joel song. This is it. Okay. Um, yeah, I always like Goodnight Saigon and that whole album I'll, was uh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, hey. Before we get to another reason why LeVar Ball is crushing his son's hopes of succeeding in the NBA. And you hear the beginning of the strains of the ballad of Brenda and Eddie. <laughs> it was 40 years ago tonight, Mike Harmon. My heart was broken for the very first time in sports. <laughs> it was a week. Oh, you know what? Screw all of you guys. <laughs> you know, last week, Zoe cried. It was the end of her softball season when they got eliminated. It was her first ever taste of what playoffs are like and she cried, and I'm like, wow, her heart's broken tonight, but this is a lesson. This is what sports is. It's great. She had a big high the night before of winning in the playoffs, and she was so happy she couldn't even believe it. And then she had the the low of the play. So she she has got her first taste of sports heartbreak. 40 years ago tonight. Is it the playoffs yet? It was not the playoffs. The New York Mets pulled off the Midnight Massacre, trading away Tom Seaver, my favorite player of all time, and in another trade, Dave Kingman. Never who heard of Mets best hitter. Legend. That's like that's like if the the Nationals were out of the playoff chase and in the middle of the season, because today used to be the trade deadline day, June fifteenth, a long time ago. And that's if the Nationals decided we're trading Harper and Strasburg at midnight for a bunch of prospects. That was the impact of Seaver and Kingman. Seaver was a little bit better pitcher, and obviously Harper's a little bit better hitter than Dave Kingman, but you get my point. Seaver was my favorite player. The Mets trade him at midnight. My dad wakes me up the next day and tells me the Mets traded Tom Seaver. I couldn't believe it. I didn't understand. And what did I do? I did the stupidest thing possible. I was so mad. I went to all my Tom Seaver baseball cards, and I crossed off Mets and wrote Reds on every single one, ruining the value of my Tom. I had Tom Seaver cards going almost all the way back to his rookie year. And I, I ruined almost every single one because I was so mad. I crossed them off and wrote reds on them. Well, as long, anything after 72 doesn't hold a lot of value. If there were older 
72 or earlier, going back to his 67 mm-hmm. rookie, then then you missed out on potentially. I, mean, I think some, I went back cash. to. I think they went back to 71. Yeah, I think that's 71. As long as you hadn't colored them in with the sharpie, famous black border cards <laughs> that a lot no. of people tried to pass off as look, it's mint. It's like no, no, no. That's a stray sharpie mark. Did not do that. Maybe that's why I, you know, my voice went out and I started not feeling good because it was the 40th anniversary of losing Tom Seaver. It'll be okay, buddy. He's a White Sox Hall of Famer, won his 13th, 300th career game as a member of the White Sox. Against the Yankees on a sweaty Sunday. So we have him. We yeah. have uh, Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. We got a lot of legends. And you know what? If you want to go and, and get yourself a couple of bucks, you can go and recreate your collection. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Save that cash. Go restore that Tom Seaver baseball card collection. <sighs> you okay, buddy? Nah, I just missed Tom Seaver. R-E-L-A-S. It's been about well, 40 years. <laughs> Unless you're a lot older than you're letting on. This really shouldn't no, have had that large was, an impact was, all no, these years I've watched baseball since I was a little kid. You want me to go through a list of disappointments uh, in my life that have nothing to do with <laughs> sports? Uh, for a long time, we've told you that LeVar Ball is going to be Lonzo Ball's worst enemy. And one of the reasons we've given you is that he's going to talk so much, so much stuff, that when Lonzo gets in the league, everybody is going to want to test him. His teammates are going to want to test him. In practice, they're going to hit him. They're going to knock him to the ground. They're going to make sure that he's tough enough. They're going to get back at whatever his dad said about whoever they were friends with. Other players and other teams are going to say, oh, your dad likes to talk about how great you are, better than Steph Curry. I will kick your ass in this game. He is going to make it very difficult for Lonzo Ball to succeed because he's put a target on Lonzo's back. And now we're seeing it come true with the words of De'Aaron Fox as we get set for the NBA draft next week. Fox, who lit up Ball in the NCAA tournament in their elimination game, did an interview with Sports Illustrated last week. And he said, you know, I knew Lonzo in high school and, you know, we had a rivalry a little bit, but I didn't really know his dad. Suddenly this year, his dad is everywhere and he's yapping and talking. And he says he was motivated to knock them out of the Sweet 16 by taking a, quote, shut LeVar Ball up mindset. Quote, he put a target on his neck, Fox said, saying that everybody is going to be gunning for Lonzo Ball. What we told you from the beginning about LeVar Ball and one of the things he's doing, not realizing what he's doing to Lonzo and making his life in the NBA more difficult. Already, because he yapped as much as he did, he motivated Fox to have that great game in the Sweet 16. Now, Fox is a great player, and maybe he has that game, but he's a kid. Maybe he's not that motivated. I remember how motivated I would get for games when I was 18, 19, 20. If I was playing a team that you know, in softball or hockey that I didn't like, I didn't like this guy, I would have a great game. If I'm motivated like that, and this is just, you know, rec league softball or, you it's know, fairly sad hockey, that you need that extra motivation. Stepping in between the white lines should have been enough for you, I was Smith. always, oh, no, no, I was, I was always good. But, you know, the great ones, they have that extra level. So I, when I was playing a team, I didn't like this guy, I didn't like this guy, whatever it was. I had that next level, and I always played well. The great ones. The great ones do, my Carmen. The great, you know, listen, I can only control so much with my 5'9 athletic body that God didn't bless me with any speed. That first so step is a killer. I got the most out of this body that I could. But the great ones 
raise their game. And he raised his game. He was phenomenal. And now UCLA plays no defense, and I thought they actually would in that game, but he was phenomenal. This is what LeVar Ball is doing to Lonzo Ball that's not being talked about enough. Well, and that's fine. So he's going to get everybody's best shot, right, with the amount of hype. Whether whether LeVar's doing it or not, being in the L.A. spotlight, certainly you had a lot of Lonzo Ball love and the extra 30 seconds of highlights based on what the UCLA offense was doing. LeVar Ball became a much bigger deal as their season came to a close, right, when he made his, uh, what do you expect with a bunch of slow white guys and comments like that. That was really the opening salvo of what became LeVar Ball's shtick the last couple of months. Exactly. And and what gave rise to all of those different inscriptions that were available on those trading cards from the Leaf Company. But the, the fact of the matter is, during the season, we had an awful lot. I mean, we're obviously in Los Angeles, so maybe nationwide you didn't quite get the hype train. But here, it was laid on pretty thick. Like, you, you knew... The, the hype machine had really started rolling for Lonzo Ball before his dad opened his mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not helping but that, matters. But, that's but the, that, that was the hype machine. That's normal hype about how good a kid is. No, that's fine. Then but that, that's going to be enough to drive. Most of these guys, if you give them an honest moment, they're going to say, yeah, his dad's a knucklehead. And they're going to laugh. And they're going to say, okay, next question. They're not going to elaborate on that. Can I... Fox, he wants to – he's lobbying – to take his spot as the number two pick overall. So let's let's talk about motivations okay. and what guy what are behind some of these talks. But let me just give you one more quote from Fox to show let's you go. about how deep it's going to be about how Ball's going to have to earn it where other guys may get a little bit of a pass here and there. Not just the great point guards are going to do it, Fox said. Every point guard. Like, Patrick Beverly's not going to do it offensively, but he's going to be like, this kid's not about to get past half court. Number one, I like the fact that you know, Fox is like, well, He's Patrick, Beverly's, Patrick Beverly is not a great point guard. You know, <laughs> the, the, all the point guards will do it. But here, you know, defensively, I'm going to make sure he doesn't get past half court. That's one of the highlights of the night from the Geico Studios. Hey, I'm going to name check Patrick Beverly now. Twitter and Abba to Fresca coming up next, a very special play of the night. And if you listen to the show, I'm pretty sure you know what it's going to be. Fox. Now are you ready, citizens? What's up? Take off your uniform. Take off your cleats. Take off your jock strap. Fox Sports Radio. It's that time. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news. You can save some money. Go to Geico.com and in fifteen minutes you can be saving fifteen percent or more in car insurance. I'm very, very excited about uh, it. No, 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 no. Don't sully my image of this song with that. Why? You're just thinking of Julie Newmar anyway. Oh. I'll tell you what. Go look at Julie Newmar from the Batman era. You will agree with me. Feels Probably sick. my favorite pre-1975 celebrity, Julie Newmar. How about that? Julie Newmar, Rita Hayworth. That's one, too. I got to get Ann Margaret in there. No, yeah, yeah, Ann Margaret. Again, yeah, connected yeah, to yeah, Elvis. Okay. Yeah, so that's go. right. Ann Margaret would be three, sure. I'll tell you, Julie Newmar, my first crush when I realized I like girls because I like her. I like Catwoman in that sparkly purple sequined outfit. Then I like Lauren Tweez from The Love Boat. And that was when my first thought I was like, oh, 
I don't want my family to know that I like Lauren Tweez. I don't know why, but I think my mom always knew. I think she knew I had a thing for Lauren Tweez. Okay. Julie, That's the cruise kind director. kind of interesting. Yeah. Not something that really was discussed in the Harmon household. Love, you didn't watch we didn't, Love Boat? Well, we did, but we didn't have rankings up. I watched Love Boat a little bit earlier today. <laughs> Get rankings up on the... Yeah, we didn't have rankings. Who's Harmon got on his big board tonight? Oh, okay. Hey, hot take hopscotch <laughs> is sweeping the nation. Maybe we'll have a big board of, of such events and films and, 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 and all of those things going forward. All right, now before we get to the play of the night, uh, it looks like the Boston Celtics are going to be in the mix to jump in for Blake Griffin. Story earlier today, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics are both interested in Gordon Hayward and Blake Griffin. So, if you have to say goodbye to one of these two, Blake Griffin or Chris Paul, and you have to keep, or you have your choice if you want to sign him in free agency, who's the best guy? Now, you know me. I'm not high on either of them for different no, reasons. No, you've, you've got a lot of residual hate. I'm not high on Chris Paul because he's not a great leader. As good as he is, he doesn't lead his team in, past the first round of the playoffs, and his style doesn't mesh well with other teammates. That being said, if I have to choose between Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, I choose Chris Paul because I have the I have a better inclination that Chris Paul will be healthy and I will have him for the entire season. Now he only played in sixty one games this year, but he's normally plays in seventy, eighty games a no, year. No, but that's the hard part is have we hit a tipping point? But, with, with him. Obviously, we don't have really deep but runs into the playoffs that get you to the 100 games per year. But if a but guy's if we're talking about has been 30, hurt, like Blake Griffin, who the last three years has been 67, 35, and 61 games, if a guy's always been hurt in his 20s, he's going to keep getting hurt. No, and, that, and that's the hard part with this is what's the tipping point on Chris Paul in terms of if I'm going to bring him back for – Let's say four to five years. Oh, that's too many. Three years. No, well, look, I would be arguing three years if I'm trying to negotiate the contract, but let's call it what it is. They're going to be looking for four or five years. If if that's the case, then now I'm in deep into his 30s. And with the new crop of point guards coming in, we're talking about maybe a dozen guys that come into the league this year in the first round or early part of the second that are suddenly contributors and are starting to work him and work him on the defensive end of things. Does that hasten the end of his run? If we're looking at the back end versus Blake Griffin, I'm worried about the injuries, but I'm still looking at him as a force when I've got him and that I can go find another point guard. Because Chris Paul's led me so far. And you can't say it's the fault of all the other guys around him. Now, Griffin being hurt, DeAndre missing free throws, all of those things come to play. Well, you can blame Blake somewhat. But you look at the rosters that have been had. We've we've talked this time and again, you and I, about the Clippers and the shortcomings during this Doc Rivers new era under Ballmer. But the the fact is that I can find another point guard, I think, that can at least keep me at status quo, if not push me further. That's why Paul goes, I re-sign and and build around Griffin. Twitter and how about a fresco, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon. Time now for the play of the night, and there really is only one story tonight brought to you by Geico. In downtown Los Angeles tonight, Mayor Eric Garcetti and a cast of thousands, literally thousands of people, 
lining the streets of downtown Los Angeles. They should have done a voter registration thing. <laughs> yeah. Come come to help us celebrate the life of Adam West and sign up to vote. And if you're in a costume, you get to vote twice. I think more people were downtown L.A. tonight to celebrate Adam West than actually voted in the last mayoral election. But uh, they shined the bat spotlight. The bat signal, yes. The bat signal on City Hall in honor of Adam West, who passed away a few days ago at the age of 88. Burt Ward was there, who played Robin in the TV show, gave a great speech about how Adam West would want people to celebrate their lives and with their family and their friends. Julie Newmar, my first ever crush in the world, was there. And it was a great night. L.A. really knows how to do things like this. The bat signal goes up, and here's Mayor Garcetti putting it up for everybody. Now are you ready, citizens? This is the moment we have all been waiting for. Will you join with me so we can light up the bat signal? Chief, let's go down. Should we do one sing-along? This is our mayor. Thank you all for coming out. Keep the family in your prayers and in your thoughts. We love you, Los Angeles. We love you, Gotham. We love you, Batman, and we love you, Adam West. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. I'm glad he didn't get any sponsors in there. (laughs) Play of the Night brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now, was it the actual police chief, or did he not know the guy's name? So he said, come on, chief, let's go. Come on, Commissioner Gordon. Come on, Lieutenant O'Hara. For Mike, I'm Jason. Ben Maller's next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 